0: Hey P fans, welcome back to Podzilla and our special off-season episode, Rank All Monsters. Now this is part two to our two-parter episode, so if you haven't given the first episode a listen, go back and click play on that. Uh, in our last episode, we got through 26 of the 36 Kaiju and monsters that we've seen in our past year of listening, which means that we're down to our final 10. Will Baragon be in my top three? Will Manila be Jaish's number one? Make sure you're sitting down with some nuptial sake and get ready for this episode of Podzilla. The big one, oh, Jaisha. Mogera, Mogera. I have Kumanga as my number ten, who we've already talked about. I give 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 me a little first. Why is Kumanga in your top ten? I mean, I talked about it before. It's probably why you've got Ebra so high. It's just like these are giant monsters, but there's just something cool about them. Like, I really love the puppeteering for them, the mm-hmm. way they have that giant arm that's real freaky when it's going in and grabbing people. Uh, yeah, I just love the idea and the concept of having this giant... Of Maguma. <laughs> Kamanga. That's why Kamanga's so high in yours. Yeah, that's why is so high. I think there is something about just these giant protectors of places but yeah Mogera. yeah so this was the giant robot kaiju the mm-hmm. first robot kaiju mm-hmm. of the mysterians yeah and they have multiple Magiras Mm-hmm. that i think in the movie they can just like send out to cause havoc for them <laughs> yeah it's like they're little sentries yeah but they're so big and pretty scary yeah like the first one comes down and just rains destruction on this little Little village, little town. Yeah. But they look really... (laughs) I don't want to say cute, because they're not necessarily cute. But their costumes remind me a little bit of... Like metallic tubby tubbies, I guess? (laughs) They look real strange, because they're meant to kind of look like Godzilla. So they've got spikes down Mm -hmm. their back. They've got a tail, even though they're robots. But then they've got this drill bit for a mouth... And do they have, like, some sort of razor on their chest or something? I don't know. You might be thinking of Gigan, but they might. Oh, no, they've got, like, big points for their arms, right? I I can't even remember. I just know they (laughs) look cool. They just look so weird. But then they also have the antenna and those really cool eyes. Yeah. And just an insane amount of (laughs) power. Yeah, look. No, so they don't have that sword blade. But But look at those. Yeah. It's like two points on each hand. And I don't really know why we've both got him so high, because he doesn't have personality at all. These Mogiris do not have personality. But they're like the most unique you can make a monster, especially when it's a robot monster. Yeah. (laughs) It's so unique. It's so out there. I love how they're just used really practically in the plot as kind of bringers of destruction, as sentries. And the way the second one gets destroyed by like <laughs> drilling through the ground, drilling a hole through the ground, coming up, popping its head out, then getting something just smashed down on it and destroy it in five seconds, like <laughs> blink and you miss it scene. Like I, I like how these things are used as just dispensable um, robots. It's the it's the best way to have a kaiju, I think, in a movie that isn't kaiju focused. Yeah, is just have them be the pawns. Of this greater force. Yeah, because you've got, like, we talked about Meguma and Gorath. He just pops up out of nowhere for five minutes and then gets destroyed for almost no reason. But then in this, you've actually got them serving a good purpose and having a good, very good reason for them to be there. And it takes the humans a good long while to to start cracking the, mo- the Mysterians' or forces. Yeah. Especially with their home base. But I don't think that they actually defeat... The Magira. The initial one, yeah. I I'm, I'm, can't remember what happens to it. We'll, we'll add it to the rewatch list, the Mysterians. It's been over a year they, since we've they seen it. They probably do. Yeah. But there's that scene where the first Magira comes, and they have the bridge miniature. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it brings this thing up in flames, and the miniature design has done so well, and it really shows off how powerful these Magira are. And by proxy how powerful the Mysterians are. Yeah. Right at the start of the movie. It just sets the tone for them so, so well. Yeah. And the Mogueras look so weird. The Mysterians look so weird. They're in that weird base that looks like a giant egg. Mm -hmm. Like just the weirdness um, of the whole movie just really, yeah, makes them stand out. I think that's why they're so high, at least for me. Another one I'd love to have a collectible of. (laughs) That's a given for any of these going forward, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Like top 15. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah Without without need to be said Number nine Number nine I don't know why I've got this one so low But King Jodora is my number nine Really? Yeah I thought he'd be in top five for you at least Yeah Because he was one of your favourite uh, little toys as a kid, right? I you know. had a little King Jadora toy I don't know if we did have a King Jadora toy I or... am certain you did I, I, I don't know I am certain He's one of the Toho's big four Yep He's one of the most recognizable movie monsters of all time, I feel. That being Godzilla, Kingdora, Rodan, Mothra. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, he's only number nine for me. We'll get into that a bit later. I got Dagora here. Dagora made your top ten. I think so. I think because for a kaiju movie, for a monster movie, this is one of the most unique ways to portray a kaiju. Mm-hmm. Because I think the whole story behind Dagora is that it was a an extraterrestrial cell that just started growing. Yeah, some sort of cell that just grew into this humongous squid-like life form. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was because of radioactive means or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? But they bring in this real unique monster of just a giant like electricity-like squid mm. in a cloud fluorescent giant fluorescent it looks so cool yeah. and it moves so well i think we talked about it in the episode but i thought it was a real squid yeah um That just puppets that they moved around underwater that's how they filmed this yeah giant being and i just love the idea of this huge kaiju in the sky in the clouds it's just kind of this huge force that yeah it's almost unstoppable at that point because you're not going to be able to get to it with ease right and it's just, again, this, there's nothing else like Dagora on this list, pretty much. It's just so cool. Yeah. It has such a cool place in the world as well. It's Well, it needs to eat carbon. It needs to consume carbon to live. Yeah. And so it just starts doing these weird things. There are diamond robberies on Earth, and people are wondering, why the heck, why? <laughs> yeah, what's stealing the diamonds? Is it, is it normal, like, diamond thieves? or? Yeah. Uh, I think I'd like them a little bit better if they found a more creative way to kill him in the end. Because mm. I think what happens is they realize that wasp oh, I wasp about or that. bee toxins from bee stings affect it. So they just create a bunch of wasp toxin and release it. <laughs> but then if you remember what happens after that is when Degoro gets killed, it like falls to the ground as multicolored rocks. <laughs> as rainbow rocks, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's just so weird and so cool which adds a bit more character to it i guess <laughs> yeah yeah no i really like degora as well and shout out to our artist degora degora 9898 who does most of our podzilla artwork yeah we found him after we go, degora episode do you think this is degora's favorite this is we'll have to ask him we'll have to ask if i guess it would be degora's favorite degora let us know <laughs> number eight number eight for me is matango Matango okay Ooh, and again I just really love them I think they're used brilliantly in their story and mm. it's just such a cool concept do you think you'd like to see them again in the future uh, yeah yeah I'd love to see them I don't know how they could be used but imagine like bringing it to even the level of kaiju getting infected by this mushroom like disease that kind of changes oh, their personality yeah yeah We've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter recently, being Jaisha. Yeah. And there's a similar thing where it's like the Curio. Yeah. Which starts infecting these giant monsters and making them go absolutely feral. Mm. You could have a great storyline where all the kaiju get infected. Yeah. And this giant force takes over them all. Yeah, like so like stepping it up from the plot of Matango when it's humans kind of going up against this infection. Like maybe even in the modern day MonsterVerse when you've got Kong as kind of your the human surrogate hero, like everyone's rooting for Kong. He's kind of the hero of those movies. Maybe he gets infected and you see a side of him that you haven't before Mm. when he's, like, completely just feral and completely evil and other kaiju have to step up to stop him or humanity needs to. I don't know. Yeah, I I really love the Matanga. Again, monsterverse writers. (laughs) Hit us up. That was my number eight. So what was yours? Paragon. Paragon made it Mm -hmm. this high on Mm -hmm. your list. I don't know why, honestly. I think... In all honesty, I think the little videos I've seen of Ryota uh, <laughs> voicing and doing her little Baragon scream while in the suit yeah. uh, have, have affected me so much. Because we've seen all of Baragon except for one more movie that they make an appearance in. And that's in the Millennium. The Millennium series, series yeah. which is quite a bit way in the yep. future. <laughs> so I really don't know. I can't explain this. I just had to listen <laughs> to my gut. <laughs> Baragon is up here. Yeah, I mean... Again, there's a little bit of creativity when it comes to Baragon. I really love that they created a monster that... Because it's not like anything else. No, nah, it's just this burrowing monster that lives under the ground. Has this big old horn. I really love even the creativity when it comes to designing the head of Baragon when its ears... Oh, the ear flaps? It has huge ears that have like a little half circle taken out of each ear. Yeah. And when the ears cover Baragon's face, it creates a hole for its horn to yeah. point through. Like, it's just some cool design elements uh, but we haven't seen <laughs> many cool scenes with Baragon yet no. I'm hoping that we do yeah but I like the design you've got a Baragon collectible I It's do. my favorite <laughs> yeah it's great enough said seven this might seven. be the same seven. you reckon we're gonna say it in three two one Rodan. Rodan oh Rodan is your number seven yeah Orochi is mine. Yamato no Orochi from The Three Treasures. This is good, good one. We'll talk about it soon. Mm. Rodan. Rodan! First appearing in Rodan. Least favourite of the Classic Four. Is it just for you because it's kind of just a big pterodactyl? I, I honestly think so. I think it's a cool power set, but I don't know... Is it King of the Monsters that's the most recent Monsterverse movie? Yeah, Uh, before Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, before Godzilla vs. Kong. That's kind of my picture of how the four should look, even (laughs) though you haven't seen it. Even though I haven't seen it. Like, you have a real cool Godzilla, you have this giant moth, you have King Jador, which is insane. But I never really like Rodan. I feel like he just looks the most measly out of the bunch. (laughs) And shouldn't really be one of the four. reckon? Really like, the power set of him is amazing. You mm. have his, like, supersonic speed, which kills anybody near it. Yeah. He's got a spiky chest, I guess. The first, like, toho kaiju that can fly. First one that can fly. Yeah. Has a bit of a crazy personality that is played off in a good way i think that's why i like it, him so much because of the personality yeah just because even more so than godzilla or Mothra or even manila at times i really love rodan's personality as just the snarky kind of constantly annoyed uh, yeah <laughs> character he's almost like the donald duck of the bunch <laughs> yeah real you know, cocky yeah like he's always i just love the scenes yeah in, yeah Jadora, the Three-Edit Monster and Invasion of Astro Monster when just any of the scenes with Rodan really when you get him laughing when someone else is getting um, in trouble and Rodan's laughing his head off and then soon after that he gets completely webbed up or he gets in trouble and then he's like silent or stunned and yeah I I (laughs) I can see the gif now yeah I, I just really really like the guy and even though he is a big pterodactyl I mean, when we get down to it later on, Godzilla's just a big dinosaur with a few that's additions. That's true, that's true. Um, Rodan's just the same. He's just got a few more additions than your average pterodactyl. But I think he's really memorable. I think he's just got a great personality, and I hope they lean more into that. And yeah, I, I just really like the guy. I think he's different enough to all the others that we have um, to make him stand out on his own. That's fair. Do you know if that... Personality is transferred over into the Lena movies? No clue. What about the recent Monsterverse ones? No spoilers. Come on. No spoilers. I doubt they're going to do it, but I hope they bring I, in that I craziness. will tell you that he is not on Godzilla's side. Okay. So he is more of I a can see villain that. than a hero. Is he a little bit snarky, though? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's very differently like... Okay, okay. Cool. Those The personality traits he has now do carry across into the... Okay, World great. That's what, yeah. to, that's what I meant to ask. Yeah. Okay, up to the top six. For six, I have Odako. My number six is Odako as Let's well. Let's go! The giant octopus. I love how there's like three that synced up real well <laughs> yeah. so far. Now, Odako's appeared in, I want to say two movies. Am I right? Uh, officially, Odako's in King Kong vs. Godzilla and War of the Gargantuas. However, he's also in the alternate ending of Frankenstein called Goods the World. Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah, so technically that. he's in three. Now, I remember him in King Kong Escapes versus Godzilla. Versus, I meant to say that, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was his role in War of the Gargantuans? Um, War of the Gargantuans, he's only in the very first sequence when we first see the ship. Yeah, Odako attacks the ship, and then Gyra attacks Odako. Mm. I love that scene. Yeah, first, obviously, Best scene in the reason. movie so cool that's yeah. another one of the scenes that leans into the horror aspect yeah i just seen those giant tentacles creeping around the edges of the ship mm. Oof, i get that i get shivers down my spine <laughs> get chills yeah i did too and then in um frankenstein conquers the world he's in the alternate ending when once frankenstein's defeated Barragon, all of a sudden out of nowhere the giant octopus like attacks him on the mountains yeah <laughs> yeah I so in that movie didn't really like Adaka too much. Yeah, the reason I like him a lot personally mm. is because of his role in King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, where they use a real live octopus. There is nothing else like this. It this looks is so cool, so freaking cool. Yeah, they take this giant octopus and they green screen him so that he's giant compared to all of the people. Yeah, it doesn't look fantastic. No. But just the octopus looks f- amazing. Yeah. When they've got, they've got destruction scenes with Odako and it just looks so cool. And there's just nothing like it. Cause you've got a real octopus um, and you've got real people and they've composited both the shots together. Like you can tell it's real. Like with all the other monsters here, you can tell that they're puppets or you can tell that they're costumes, but you can tell that this thing's a real creature and it just adds this element of uh, realism and this just real cool aspect to, to the movie. And you don't even get that with movies nowadays, because they've lent so much into CGI. Yeah. Where you can tell things are CGI. You look at it and you're like, yeah, Yeah. It's visual effects. Uh, And I think everybody agrees that practical is better than CGI. You look at the old Jurassic Park movies and there's something about them. Yeah. It's just really cool. I mean, visual effects is great. But this kind of supersedes both of those, because (laughs) it, it creates a little bit of disconnect in the mind where you're thinking to yourself, this isn't... A costume? This isn't faked. I'm watching a movie, but this is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they did something really special with Odako. Mm. And I don't know if you can do that with any other animals. No. Nah, but they do it real well for him. Yeah. And then even just not when they use the real octopus. Like, again, the starting of War of the Gargantuas, even though it's just a puppet, they get really creative with using different tentacles going around the place, puppeteering mm. the tentacles and having glowing eyes in Odako. And again, it's... It's this kind of soulless terror, the soulless creature that's just hell-bent on destruction, that I-, I think this is one of the times they've done it the best and just the most creatively, yeah. and I-, I just love every time that he's-, he's been in these movies. It also evokes those feelings of the Kraken, I think. Yeah. Classic mythological creature. Mm. Uh, and I think that's what makes that scene so scary, is that we all kind of know the story of giant octopus or giant squid out in the ocean well i mean giant squids real right there's real giant squids yes they actually are but then there's like is, is it colossal squids that are still kind of a cryptid or a legend like an even bigger squid or a kraken because i think there's similar like giant octopuses have been have confirmed. we talked about this i don't think so little so. side tangent here me and Jay, She used to watch a show <laughs> called monster <laughs> quest back yeah. in the day you got a box set of it. Yeah. Where they investigated cryptids one by one. Yeah. And tried to find evidence of them. Most of them they couldn't. Nah. No. Nah. But there was one episode about the kraken, or, or giant squids. where giant squid. They actually found like a huge squid. They went to one of the lowest points of the ocean, and I think you can look it up. But there's like a brief few seconds where this giant squid comes along. You see its eye, and by I think it was the reflections of the light in the eye they were able to estimate how huge it was yeah and like it lived up to the name colossal squid yeah i need to go back and watch that video yeah man that's a good show but i'm pretty i'm pretty certain that like there are real legends or sightings or myths about like in real life of giant octopuses so it's pretty cool to just have this actual mythical beast show up in a movie and so that's why they need to get the actual colossal squid in the next godzilla movie and bring in a real animal oh, to play. do it like this, Godzilla. yeah. Do it again, yeah. I'm sure it'll be great. Number five. Is this the top five? I think I've. Oh no, you've talked about Orochi before, haven't you? Um, and uh, you've talked about Angiris before, so we're gonna a bit of change. Yeah. But what was your fifth one? Orochi. Okay, mine's Mothra. Well, was we'll Angiris for you? Not anywhere yet. Oh, Mothra's number five. Oh, Mothra's number five for me. <sighs> why? Why number five? <laughs> We'll get into it soon. Okay. I want to talk about Orochi. Yamato no Orochi. So obviously number five. The whole top five are just really cool creatures. Yeah. Are uh, going to be the best of the best. For me, Orochi, in the movie he's in, he serves the best purpose he can mm. for his role in the film. Yeah. He's a legendary eight-headed dragon-like monster yeah. who the hero just has to find a way to defeat and slay To gain the the sword? Orochi's got eight heads and eight tails. And if you stab him in the place where his body becomes the tails, a sword comes out of his body or something? Something weird. (laughs) Um, But it's it's this giant challenge that the hero has to overcome. Yeah. And seeing it put into action, you don't think that they could pull off an eight-headed monster well? Yeah. Like, that's a huge task. Yeah, yeah. They do it majestically yeah there's not much like fighting you don't get a fight scene with Orochi and uh you have a dude like stepping back and making like (laughs) actions in the air with his sword well he's got a wind sword right so he can attack without actually (laughs) touching this dragon but yeah I think the the main thing about Orochi is just how awesome he looks just the way they puppeteer those heads and how menacing the body is and just the idea of this Eight-headed legendary creature. Mm. I love King Jidora, but again, King Jidora was a bit further down for me, and Orochi just is scarier than jadora for me. Orochi's just way more out there. Instead of three kids he's got eight, and eight tails, and there's this mythical element to him that I really, really, really love. I can't yeah. wait. I know that he's coming up in a few more movies, so I can't wait to watch those ones. Oh, because there's a I know there's one about Orochi. There's Orochi, the eight-headed dragon. Is it just one? Um, and then I think he's I think he's referenced in some Godzilla ones. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what that movie brings yeah. to the table. Yeah, me too. It's going to be good. Number four. Jayshir. Number four for me is where I have Anguirus. Okay. So we've talked about him. He's higher than Why up for me. Why up this high? Again, almost in the top three. I just love the way he looks. And I think it probably is me just knowing um more of what he's going to become like um but i i really love the scenes of him in destroyer monsters i really love how he was used in godzilla raids again even if he was only in it quickly and i'm really really excited to see more of him mm. um he's a bit he's a bit cooler than mothra which for me i love aspects of mothra but mothra is a moth and this is like a real cool looking <laughs> dinosaur yeah mothra is a moth <laughs> what have you got against that <laughs> but who's your number four uh number no, four, Manila. Manila's number four? Yeah. Fear enough. Fear enough. Now I know we've both said like Manila's our favorite. Yeah. I think Manila's just always gonna be a classic. Even if he's not the top one or even three for me, mm. he's always gonna be one of the favourites. Yeah. There have been movies in the past where they've leaned into that kitty aspect a bit more. They've made gods a little bit bit more goofy doing a bit of those she's she poses she poses touching, tapping his nose being a bit more out there yeah I think those things work best well when you have Godzilla still as like his uh intimidating force and bring all that stuff onto just a singular character yeah and you can see that contrast very well with Manila they they do it in the best way possible where you just you bring in a new baby Godzilla. Mm. And have him be like the gangly, uh, awkward thing in this whole scary world. Yeah. And everybody has fun when you watch him, right? He's just such a fun, like consistently fun character. Some of the other monsters like King Kong, they've tried to bring a bit of goofiness into their personality. It doesn't work better in any of them than it does in Manila. He's just... He's really great. Really funny. He always serves quite a cool purpose in the plot. Like in Son of Godzilla... It's, just, it's about him and there's this <laughs> real cool like him overcoming uh, not being able to be like Godzilla when at the end he helps Godzilla yeah. save the day and he's earned Godzilla's love and Godzilla comes back for him and then yeah. it warms the cockles of my heart <laughs> yeah. it really does and then in Destroy Monsters he actually does get this the killing blow right <laughs> he gets the killing blow and he has these fun it brings his personality really well and morphs it in with all the other monsters Hmm. and you look at like the lineup for something like Destroy Your monsters and they're all quite serious a few of them are quite similar um and then you've got manila in that lineup (laughs) as well and he's he's just something special and i know we don't see much more of him um but he's he's going to be really memorable i reckon i think it's helped since they bring him in as always funny straight from the start so that you don't really know what he's like normally yeah i think that's one of the drawbacks of godzilla mm. he's always overshadowed by how grave he was in that first film it may even just be that we've seen manila since his birth so we do get yeah. like mm. we're with him for his whole life up to this point we do get the whole story of him being helpless then him learning and him becoming a bit more like godzilla than him facing up to his fears and we don't really get that with any of the others that are kind of first just monstrous beasts that come out of the middle of nowhere and we come in almost midway through each of their lives yeah you know it's almost like us on podzilla watching these movies for the first time <laughs> you're you're already able to really grow up with us watching these films right from the beginning <laughs> mike i'm being serious are you he's relatable you connect to the guy <laughs> relatable yeah okay I, yeah i love vanilla <laughs> no he's good he's good <laughs> Number three. My number three is Rodan. Mine's Godzilla. Your number three is Godzilla. Yeah. Wow. Godzilla. We're talking about Godzilla. I love Godzilla. I love Godzilla. More so after watching all these movies. Yeah. I don't think there's any other of these kaiju that could lead a franchise like he does. Um, Like he just has the perfect amount of terror. Terror scariness he's he's just classic movie monster but then he also has this real great demeanor and personality that's starting to come out uh got a cool bunch of abilities and i really just love how when you look at it he is a little boring yeah no agreed agreed but it's always like this boring dude you know his abilities you know what he can do you know what he's like can somehow always overcome these immeasurable odds and can find a way to come out on top and i, I just really like that now is godzilla your number one like i want to let you talk about him godzilla is born. my number one yeah okay 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 go on about him dude. manila's <laughs> my number two after this my top three go rodan manila godzilla yeah like yeah yeah i've got godzilla number one then his kid in number two but i just i really love godzilla and again like i said before just he's the perfect face for this franchise for this series he might be boring and he might be the same thing every time, but they, they always insert things into his character and into his stories that always bring something new to the table, always change him, um, or grow him in some aspect. Yeah. And I, just, I just love him. I, I think what works about him so, so well is when you have a main character, especially for a franchise like this, where uh, it's almost like a monster of the week, you always have him going up against yeah. something new. You need to have that kind of... Not boring character. Almost like a grounded... Yeah, you need a grounded character. Like you said, that everybody knows what he can do. Yeah. Just so they can elevate everybody else. Yeah. And I think he's not too far out there that it brings... Like, if you had... For for a random person... Mogira. <laughs> Let's say he had Mogira as the... No, Mogira doesn't work. Let's <laughs> say he had Orochi as the main character, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's almost too far out there. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd almost steal the show in every movie he's in. Godzilla, he's just a perfect force that works against everybody that you can showcase everybody else. Ebera. Mm. Uh, I think the fight with Ebera is so cool because you have this out there lobster thing fighting somebody we know. And we really don't know who's going to win because we know what everybody can do. Yeah. And I know he he gets powered up more. Uh, with like space godzilla and how he gets all his different colors yeah i don't really know what happens there (laughs) canon wise but i think it's cool being able to have a character that evolves over time as well and gets more powerful yeah i just think there's nothing else like him and yeah everything i've said and everything you've said they always find ways to um, power him up a little bit more or to surprise you with what he can do and that's the perfect that's the perfect thing you can have um when you're telling a story or with all these movies just something that can constantly surprise you something that's um familiar yet surprising and it's not like they pull out the rug and it's, it's not like the, and yeah. they pull the rug out and add something new to his power suit right at the end where it's like oh we never knew he could do that mm-hmm. it's a cop out because nothing he ever does is, is, a, is a cop out you yeah. know like how does he defeat king kong Jasha? Doesn't King Kong one? They tumble in the water together, right? They tumble in the water together, but Godzilla kills him first, Yeah, Godzilla kills him. Yeah. I don't know, the point I'm trying to make is there's no movie where he kills the enemy by some surprise means. Yeah, you're right. And that makes you kind of want to root for him. Yeah. It's like having a favourite rugby or baseball player. Yeah. You know how cool they are. Yeah, you know what they can do. You know what they can Mm. do and you fight for them because you know. Yeah. He's great. He is great. Godzilla. He's my number one. You're number three. So I'm very curious. You're number two and one. I know we have King Jodora and Mothra left. Is King Jadora your number two? Mothra's my number two. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. Okay. Mothra. Yeah. Mothra's freaking cool. <laughs> Mothra's really great. And I said before that Mothra's just a moth um but they really he doesn't really mean that guys i kind of do and then <laughs> a little Mothra's bit it's not way. just a moth, moth- chaser <laughs> Mothra's kind of just a moth but in the same way that godzilla is kind of just a dinosaur uh mothra the special thing about her is that first off she's the queen of the monsters yeah <laughs> you have this w- woman um, to go against godzilla And it's it's really great. And just the difference in their personalities and how different Godzilla and Mothra are. They're like completely opposites in some aspects. With Godzilla, you have like a a force of chaos. Mm. Mothra is the force who's almost always on the human side. Always good, yeah. And who can actually bargain and kind of communicate and talk with them. But even more than that, I just really love the mystical elements when it comes to Mothra. I really love just the out there nature of... Infin island and the Shobijin. And- oh the Shobijin, that's such a like that's incorporated in, into this mothra here yeah because they're so so linked yeah but having these two mini spokesperson mm. for a kaiju how wacky is that it's so wacky but it's so cool um and i think mothra might even be higher for me if we're talking about um mothra in the upcoming films but I think we haven't seen the best of Mothra yet. Majority of okay. what we've seen of her has been like the larvae form in these movies. Yeah. And it's really nothing special. Like you get to destroy all monsters. What is Mothra doing that? Just head into a few things, cause a bit of destruction. Webs a little. Uses use her silk. Um, and there's a few movies when it seems like that. You can't really get as much personality as she has I get later. That. I get that. With some of the scenes with her. But I, I really love Mothra. I almost like that side because of that. Mm. You have Mothra, you have these two forms. Yeah. Having two forms of a monster is a, cool, is a great idea. Yeah. Um, everybody knows Mothra as the moth form, mm. basically. That's what you think of when you think of Mothra. And seeing larvae Mothra in some of these movies... Uh, what's the one where Rodan gets silked up? Is that Jadora the Three-Headed Monster? Yeah. That one is so cool because Mothra is still playing this force of good and trying to unite the kaiju... But because she's so small, she can't really say much or do much. Yeah. And having this real cool dynamic Mm. at points where one of the weakest kaiju, objectively, because larvae form Mothra isn't that powerful, being the force of good amidst all of these monsters. Mothra is our underdog in this first series, where that's like kind of given to Kong in the newer ones, but Mothra is the one that is underpowered a lot more so than the others and has that connection to the humans the mm-hmm. person that you do root for yeah and it's real cool it's really cool favorite mothra moment jesha my favorite mothra <laughs> moment uh i i i just love mothra in general i love um mothra's role in Jadora the three headed monster when mothra is the only one who is going to go up against because she goes up alone she goes up alone throughout the movie tries to reason with Godzilla and, and they finally come to help her but i just love yeah that how you see in that that she's really the only pure good yeah monster of pure good that is working for the humans and you can really see her personality and can really see the mothra we all know and love we, we all know and love. what's your favorite mothra moment <laughs> uh i think it's mothra versus Godzilla true where you have the scene where Godzilla ends up blasting a hole in Moth Mothra's wing, mm. and she kind of lays herself to rest with wings over the, her giant eggs to protect it babies. in death mm. and bringing life from it. Yeah. I love that scene. There's that whole thing, eh, when it comes to like Mothra's like the symbol of rebirth and life mm. throughout this series, when you're always seeing her cycle and you're yeah, always actually, seeing that she's life giving. It's pretty cool, like she's always there as a the savior, even just in Ebra, she's there to save the people at the end. Yeah. Like, she's always a source of hope, which is something real cool when you get it against Godzilla being initially the force of destruction. Initially, yeah. So, number one for you was... Godzilla? Godzilla. For me it's King Jadora. That's quite fitting, we've got the big bad and the big... <laughs> the big good. <laughs> the big good? Nah, we've got <laughs> like the sworn enemies against each other yeah. at the top of our lists. Now, I didn't actually think Jadora would be up here. Really? But I was thinking back on it. These movies, I've seen Jadora in, what, three, four of them? That's mm. all I've seen of them. I haven't seen them in any other movies. You haven't seen any of the newer ones with Jadora. No. Wow. But I think thinking back even to when I was a kid, King Jadora has always been the coolest monster for me. Mm-hmm. You have this giant otherworldly monster from outer space who's just got this... Giant golden presence, three heads with lightning everywhere. Like I, I know a rochi has eight heads. <laughs> he's got that up, that up on King Jidora, but King Jidora works really well as he's just like a great enemy personified. Yeah, I agree with you. He's I really love that aspect of him that he is just this otherworldly terror. Originally. Uh, controlled by aliens well he's been controlled by the zillions oh flip is it even he's been controlled by like Wait. three aliens who was he controlled by aliens no okay in jidorah the three-headed monster he had destroyed venusians yes he was just a destructive He destroyed venusia yeah he destroyed venusia and then in invasion of aster monster he was controlled by zillions and then destroy monsters he was controlled by Kylax. <laughs> he's just getting thrown around for everybody to control <laughs> and i think that's the aspect i don't really like about him is he doesn't really have much consistency he's always just whoa surprise is here yeah. controlled by someone else again he doesn't have personality he's just this force of destruction he looks a bit goofy I, I can appreciate his design but i think the puppetry when it comes to like his heads and the way his body looks real thick around it his thighs it does look quite pudgy eh? he looks a bit weird to me yeah. but i totally get why you like him uh, he's he's got my favorite roar of them all yeah come like on iconic i don't even know how you'd describe his chirping, lightning sounding <laughs> voice i don't know I've, I've been i swear i've been hearing his roar in movies and in like nature ever since oh you've I've pointed heard. out a few to me <laughs> yeah. between episodes but i don't know especially in destroy all monsters him being the final battle that everybody faces and still taking quite a while for him to defeat. Yeah. Uh, he's a tank. I like it. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, that's cool. I, surprised, I'm i surprised he's so high for you. I'm really curious at what he's like in the MonsterVerse movies. Yeah. And what Mecha King Jidorah is like. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the movie Mecha King is in either, so... Yeah, Good things to come over. We've got some really cool stuff coming up in season 2 and onwards of the show Well should we go through our, that's both our list Should we go through it, um, just the whole thing each uh, Do you want to start from the bottom to the top of yours? Bottom to the top, okay Strap in 36 giant lizard 35 giant boar 34 vampire plant 33 giant rats 32 batmen 31 giant sea serpent 30 griffin twenty nine turtle, twenty eight Okondoru, twenty seven Little Snowman, twenty six Sander, twenty five Meguma, twenty four Gyra, twenty three Varan, twenty two Frankenstein, twenty one Snowman, twenty Gorosaurus, nineteen King Kong, eighteen Kamunga, seventeen Mechanicon, sixteen Kamakuras, fifteen Angirus, fourteen Meganulon, thirteen Manda, twelve Metango, eleven Ibira. 10 Mogira, 9 Dagora, 8 Baragon, 7 Rodan, 6 Odako, 5 Orochi, 4 Manila, 3 Godzilla, 2 Mothra, and 1 King Ghidorah. After saying all of those, there's a few! There's a few, and I'm thinking back now, before starting Podzilla, I wouldn't know what half of these words mean. That's, that's totally right. It's crazy how many monsters and how many kaiju actually show up in all these films. What the heck is I'm a Matango? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, my ranking in order from the bottom goes Giant Lizard, Giant Boar, Okondaru, Batman, Vampire Plant, Little Snowman, Giant Sea Serpent, Skeleturtle, Giant Rats, Frankenstein, King Kong, Snowman, Sander, Gyra, Griffin, Varan, Ibra, Maguma, Baragon, meganulon, Kamakuras, Mechanikon, Dagora, Gorosaurus, Manda, magira, Kumanga, King Jadora, Matango, Orochi, Odako, Mothra, Giras, Rodan, Manila, and Godzilla. Oh, good to hear. This was really fun to do. I'm surprised of how long this took and how much we can say about each of these monsters. It's great. I think Toho, it shows how much of a good job Toho's done creating this cool cast of mostly cool kaiju. Yeah, looking at you, Giant Lizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bottom on both of ours. Um, we asked you guys, as I said before, to kind of vote on the same list that we did and submit your rankings of how you would rank these monsters. Uh, and I think over 15 of you did this, which was pretty cool. Thanks for submitting your votes. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going read to out, read out the top five. Okay, hit me. Of the listeners' ranking. Number five... We have Dagora? Dagora is number five. Number That's five. really high. Number four, we have the Mega Nulon. This from is... From Whoa! This is nowhere near what I thought it would be. Okay. Number three, we have King Kong. Ooh, okay. Number two, we have Anguirus. Is number one Godzilla? Number one, we have Mothra. Wow! So we had... God- you guys like Mega <laughs> Nulon better than Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla was in the top ten. I saw Barragon. um... Mogera in the top 10 but yeah dagora meganulon king kong and Geras, mothra Mothra's is the winner of the listeners mm-hmm. ranking wow so in our in the three rankings my top godzilla your top king jadora listeners top mothra That's a good trio do you think rodan's in anybody's number one <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe That's three of the big four guys thank you so much for listening along with us yeah that was super fun let us know what you kind of thought of this format because we can totally um do things like this again or even just more broader discussions i'd love to make this a seasonly thing yeah after every era every every season we do like a ranking of the monsters in that season yeah yeah i'd also love to do like once we eventually finish show do a whole like look back at the era Mm. A, re- a retrospective of each of the eras um, But we'll see Yeah let us know if that's something you want to listen to But other than that We will see you soon enough For season 2 of the show Look forward to it people it's going to be fantastic With some surprises you might not expect Yeah That's been Podzilla with your hosts Jasha and Micah Drake Follow along on our socials at PodzillaPod and jump into our Discord via the link in the show notes. Huge thank you to Cassie Celine who did our podcast start and Degora 9898 who did our episode thumbnail. Let's go. And just to disclaimer that any musical sound effects used in this episode belong entirely to the Toho Company. See you guys next episode.